Southwestern family of companies welcomes you to the Action Catalyst. Each week, our diversely and amazingly accomplished guests share their insights and inspirations to help us ignite our own. So let's invest attention together to breathe, to reflect and refocus, and decisively defeat that voice we call Mr. Mediocrity. Then let's enjoy moving forward to make a positive difference in our world. We are joined today once again by Michael F. Shine, writer, speaker, founder and president of Microfame Media, and a self-proclaimed hype artist. When we last caught up with Michael in episode 382, he had just released his first book, The Hype Handbook. The book really changed everything for me. It, you know, I ran my business, Microfame Media, before that with a traditional agency model. We used hype, right? But what I call hype. But because no one knew about my philosophy of hype, we would bring clients on, we would do the work for them and just kind of use our techniques. And ever since the book came out, people have gotten to know about my concept. So what we do now is we work with idea-driven companies and we essentially teach them hype, help them understand how to conduct experiments with hype and kind of bake the hype into their DNA. And at the end, they receive a hype guide. And so what we've started to do is we started to work with startups and funded startups where these startups understand that if they have good products, they need hype around their companies and to do it in an ethical way. And now they have sort of this guidebook that they can disseminate, you know, through their organization. So how is hype different from promotion? So many people think of hype as a negative thing. And I've really tried to reclaim the word because what I found with marketing and promotion is it should be about getting people to know your stuff and excited about your stuff so that they buy from you. What it's become in many places is knowing the right buttons to push on the right technology, right? It's like, how do I use the right hashtags? What social media? How do I use marketing automation? And so what I realized is the people who were best at driving a lot of emotion and attention to drive a certain result were the people who would never in a million years think of themselves as marketers. So rock band managers, hip hop managers, some nasty people like cult leaders and propaganda artists. Um, and what I realized was these people understand mass psychology in a way that others don't. And if you're able to extract those underlying principles and put them through an ethical filter and use them for good, it becomes really useful. So I really do try to distinguish it from marketing, which has so often become disconnected from actually getting people to take action. So what's one of the more intriguing strategies from Michael's Hype Guidebook? There's a strategy in the book called Secret Society, which is about how most great hype artists make it look like their growth is grassroots, but underneath the surface, they have these people that they're deeply connected with who have a lot of sway, who can accelerate things very quickly. And I realized that the best startups, the ones that are funded, the ones that are really doing well have connections with these kind of people, with venture capital companies, with private equity companies, with, with really engaged thinkers. And so I took a page out of real secret societies, like the Freemasons who had all of this secrecy, but when you got under the surface, it was really a place for people to connect with other well-placed people. So I created a group called the, uh, the Ludic Circle. It's invite only. Um, we do some really cool things. Once you're invited in, there's all kinds of pageantry, flash and panache. Um, I don't tell people who are in it. Um, there, it, it really is. Um, I noticed I had a mailing list that had, you know, thousands of people and most people were just people like you and me. But I noticed there were names on it that I actually recognized in a big way. And so I reached out to them directly um, and they were interested and it's gotten a lot of traction. So now 
a lot of people are helping each other advance their projects much more quickly than they would otherwise. And plus, it's a lot of fun for people. You might be wondering how exactly Michael decides who makes the cut. So it's not so much about who one or another person is. It's about what is the group of people in the room, right? So we have some people in the creative arts. We have some people in finance. We have some people in entrepreneurship. We have some executives. But they're all picked because when we put them in a room together, either virtually or in person, no one doubts why the other people are in the room. So if there's a theatrical producer in there, the finance people aren't saying, why is this person here? We have nothing in common. There's there's sort of think of multiple Venn diagrams. You know, the careers intersect in some way. I mean, it's called the ludic circle. And where I got that from is I read a book about video game designers and they talk about the the, the ludic integrity. And, and that means play in Latin. So, you know, I really thought um, this concept, it sounds Latin. It sounds really exalted. We're not going to call it the play circle. You know, there, there's this book called Homo Ludens, which is about a game is something where you draw, draw a magic circle where while you're in the game, the real world rules don't apply. There are new rules. We all agree to suspend our standards. You know, you play even basketball. You play basketball and everyone agrees that if the ball goes past these arbitrary lines, you have to stop dribbling and the shot doesn't count. And millions of dollars are made based on this completely arbitrary rule that everyone agrees on. Now, if someone took a shot outside the thing and it went in and they said, well, I get two points. Who's to say I didn't? The game falls apart. So, it's just this concept that everything we do all day is a game and game playing is a very serious thing. And if we can kind of create this magical circle where all the normal rules don't apply, that could be really interesting. Michael says this model of secretive networking can actually apply to a lot more people and businesses than you might suspect. A lot of people say it's who you know, but it's surprisingly doable to know people. And it's much better to have it a formalized group than to just know people because then you're on the same team. You know, Freemasons will always help other Freemasons. People who went to overnight camp in the 80s will always help someone who went to their overnight camp, right? I think it comes down to two things. One is what is cheap for you to give up and valuable to other people. And I don't just mean cheap financially. So like I met a guy who started a half million dollar company literally from his garage. It was a security company. And I was writing for Inc. Magazine at the time. So a PR company hit me up and I, I interviewed him and it was a perfectly cordial, nice interview. But then at the end of the conversation, he let it slip that he had just moved from Indianapolis, was less involved in his business, and he was loved live music. And I used to be a musician and um, played in New York. So I said, it'd be my absolute pleasure to take you around, you know, and, and this and that. This guy could get a private jet, like he can get anything he wants. And this was the one thing he didn't have. And that, it, that was really doable. I was going to these shows anyway, and he became my biggest mentor. I mean, we're in touch to this day. So the stuff that you think, ah, that's no big deal, you know, ah, easy for me. I think the second thing is benevolently stalking people. So like if, if you're on social media, instead of just posting your stuff all the time, look for people to slip up and talk about their human side. You know, someone talks about a sports team they like, they like the fish, a band. And if you have common interests, they'll talk to you any day of the week about those human interests before they'll talk to you about business, especially if they're very prominent people because they're humans first and people are always trying to hit them up. And then I think the third thing is once you formalize it, create 
rituals. You know, it's funny. Um, everyone always says the Freemasons are secretive and everyone wants to know what goes on there. But, you know, people know what, what goes on there. I mean, there have been plenty of exposés. People have leaked it a million times. And what goes on there is a bunch of secret rituals. There's nothing that they're actually protecting. So they they, they make you kneel down. You have to rip something. They blindfold you. You do a special handshake. Da, da, da. And at the end of it, it's to protect that we all help our fellow man. They do like a little poem. The point of the secrecy is the secrecy. What's attractive to people is not what goes on behind closed doors. It's that they have the handshakes and that they have the secrecy and that they have the special outfits. So we sometimes think of that stuff as foolish. But if you were to instead create some modern version of the Grand Elks Society or the Sacred Shriners of whatever, and that stuff's out of date. But what's a modern version of that, right? It goes a long way. People are really attracted to that stuff. If that doesn't sound like your speed, Michael has another group that's a little less exclusive. His hype book club and newsletter. You know, a lot of my ideas, the way I work is I'm a big reader. I was a writer first, but I don't typically read the standard business and self-help books. But I find that everyone else is reading the same books. So what I do is I, I read really broadly and I read about people and ideas, you know, that I can draw from to help build this kind of emotion and attention. And then I test the ideas and see which ones work. So every month or two, I put out a newsletter of the most effective books, and there'll be biographies of cult leaders, weird mass psychology books, I mean, all kinds of stuff. And people tend to love it. People get a lot out of it. To sign up to that, it's um, hypereads.com. So H-Y-P-E-R-E-A-D-S.com. Any parting words for the listener? I love coming on here. Thanks. If you enjoy this podcast, please make sure to subscribe. To stay updated on everything that the Action Catalyst is up to, make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Action Catalyst Podcast and Twitter at Catalyst underscore Action. Thanks for listening.